Welcome to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. I'm back here today. It's been a while since I've recorded one of these podcasts. I think it's been since uh, December of last year, if I really think about it. But I'm um, back here in Baytown, Texas uh, with uh, Heli Martinez. Heli, how's it going, man? Great, man. All good. I always love coming back to Baytown. I know I've been back here a couple times for a couple of guitar lessons, and uh, it's... Uh, it amazes me how much Baytown has changed uh, since I've been coming back here since oh, yeah. the late since it's like grown. the mid to late nineties. It's grown a lot, but you know it's still like the same vibe where it's not like Houston, where like it's like right. a big city, no. traffic. Uh, it's still the small town thing. So it's a it's it's a lot of fun. I love coming coming out here to spend some time with you, just talk about a couple things. Right. Um, I always like Baytown. Always did. Would you ever move back to Houston to, to go live back in Houston? Like I don't know. I, I like it here a lot, you know. I can always get into Houston within 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed living there when I was there. Mm-hmm. And I lived in so many areas of, of Houston. Back in the heyday? Yeah, back in the heyday. But uh, coming back to Baytown, I thought it would it would be like, oh, gosh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be able to get a, be around all the metropolitan you know all the restaurants and i miss all that you know the restaurants and stuff like that but uh i can get to them within 20 25 minutes mm-hmm. so you always mention a lot of good restaurants uh, every time i mention like a, a place that i go to or something like that and you'll be like oh yeah that's where yeah that's where this certain place is at like the uh jiu-jitsu gym where i trained down in uh north maine Right, and you mentioned the Spanish flower. I said, "Yeah, there's a restaurant called the uh, the Spanish flower. I just never been there before." Yeah, uh, have you gone yet? I haven't had a chance, but <laughs> it's great. Next time I'll, I'll I'll go. Hopefully a Saturday that I go, uh, I'll definitely check it out. Great, you should. But uh, what have you been up to since uh, since we last? I think since we last spoke, it had to be probably last year since we recorded something like this well a lot of the same stuff uh, doing the same you know gigs uh, up and down i-10 doing the beach Mm -hmm. jimmy buffett stuff but also doing some of the jazz gigs at sambuca downtown houston right and for those of you who uh, listen to this uh, podcast if you're ever in the air in the houston area baytown area even like in the kima area i know you're frequent kima a lot uh right down at uh t-bone toms t-bone toms we play t-bone toms t-bone toms sambuca down at the beach uh, and anywhere uh you guys are in the area make sure to check out heli definitely i've I've checked you out probably a couple times not as much as i should should have uh growing up i know my dad would see well you missed the timeline we were we were all a certain age at that right, time. Right, right. I was about maybe, I was a little kid, and yeah. you were already in your 30s, yeah. 40s, so. And with the partying we were doing, you didn't mm. need to be around. <laughs> so. Right. I missed the boat. On yeah, that. those were great days. Those were great days. Right, but I, in, in the times I've, I've been able to check you out, it's always been it's always been a different mix of stuff. It hasn't always been uh, the same. just, you know, straight ahead rock and roll. Right. I remember one time I was in middle school. I think you were playing a. It was a hotel downtown. Right. It might have been like a jazz group at the time, and yeah. then another time you were playing a blues. Right. Things like that. Yeah. But I mean, my dad caught you right in the middle of you know Van Halen. Yeah. And all that good yeah. stuff back in the day. Big amps and <clears throat> loud, loud music. 
It was great, though. It was a lot of fun. Right, right. Because uh, uh, we get to play all, and we did a lot of mix of stuff. Sometimes we'd, we'd go into a Genesis song, mm-hmm. you know, but then then we'd come back and some Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Would you do Peter Gabriel Genesis or Phil I think Phil we might have done a couple of Peter Gabriel really? things, you know. Some of it's more pop-oriented stuff, mm-hmm. and that was fun to play. Oh, that's awesome. So That's uh, awesome. And like like I said, if you guys are ever in the area, go check Heli out. He's playing constantly. And I know you're on a... I know some people, probably people that have me on Facebook might not have you on Facebook. But you're out there on uh, social media starting to get yeah, more into to, it. More into it. I plan to do, do a lot more of the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I got some of the... Uh, one of the DAWs, the uh, Pro Tools and... Garage band started messing with that. Yeah, we start. We actually both started uh, right around the same time uh, this year. Uh, you were actually the first one to actually start downloading Pro Tools, right. uh, Garage Band, and actually right. start uh, putting some stuff around to it. Right, right. What's uh, what's been your experience uh, as far as recording? Just taking this head on, you know, not knowing anything about it well there's it's it's a learning curve with that stuff you have to mm-hmm. uh, really get in there and, but uh, thank goodness for youtube that uh, there's so many guys doing it you know getting on uh, pro tools and GarageBand and showing you what they're doing uh so if it wasn't for that i'd have to hit the manuals and uh i used to all the, the gear that i would get i'd read the manuals and stuff but and that was hard to do because some of those manuals on some of the some of the effects that I'd used to buy, some of the manuals were written in in, in English but translated from Japanese. So there would be a an on button on your effect, but there would but they'd say uh, they'd have another term for it, you know. So uh, sometimes you wouldn't have the same thing that they're talking about on their effects. So. It was harder, to, meaning that it was harder to do with the manuals. It's right, great right. to see YouTube. You know, you could see them doing it right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, starting to put some stuff down and learning how to work those DAWs. Right now, I'm trying to see if uh, which one would be the the one to really spend the money on. Logic, Pro Tools. You know, right now I'm working with Pro Tools first. But uh, you know, Pro Tools also has way more expensive ones where you can pay you know hundreds of dollars in throughout the year but i'd have to really uh justify paying that much yeah to be able to actually yeah i'd have to be really already pretty fluent mm-hmm. on it you'd actually have to you know have people coming over coming to your, up your place and, yeah You're like hey can we record something or right things like that right did you ever do uh uh don't want to jump off uh too far into mm-hmm. it but on, on that same topic, uh, even maybe maybe 15, 20, 25 years ago, were you ever actually, and we might have talked about this before, actually uh, producing other people, helping other people write songs, composing yeah, for other people? Yeah, uh, all through the years that I was playing with different guys, some of them would have their own studios at their own house. Sometimes I would live in a home where there would be a studio in it. And there'd be musicians going through that, uh, through the house, at all hours of the day. Different bands coming over to, to record stuff. We'd be writing our own material. We'd be recording it there, but other bands would be coming too. So we'd get to hear them do their stuff. 
and we'd help along with the recording process. So if another band came out, and uh, they might ask me to play a, a guitar solo on one of their tunes. Really? So th that was great. That was great. So uh, I'd, get, I'd get to see a lot and talk to a lot of the musicians in Houston mm -hmm. that, were, that had their own bands. So I got to meet a lot of guys that way. Right. Do you, do you feel like you're taking more of that role now as far as uh, where you kind of at, at in your professional career as a musician as far as, uh, I guess, the recording aspect of it more? I mean, still playing gigs. Right. Stuff like still here doing and there. gigs, yeah. Um, still teaching guitar lessons. Yeah. Um, I want to get more into the writing and recording of mm -hmm. it. That's what I really want to get more into. Because I've done the playing throughout my life, all my life. But right. really, I want to spend the rest of it, the rest of the years I have here, I want to spend writing and recording. And there's so much stuff that you can actually do nowadays that we've actually been discussing. I'm, you know, trying to help out as much as I can. Right. As far as uh, uh, how to use all this technology now. Right. Uh, I know I mentioned before uh, Skype. Uh, right doing lessons on Skype even like recording stuff on video lessons right. uh, we have yet we have yet to try that out the uh, the Skype guitar lesson I know it to do it uh, where you it, you're it's actually televised or right put right on, I think you can actually do it through your uh, tablet through your tablet uh, since you I think you said your computer doesn't have a it, the camera doesn't right, work the or camera something. doesn't work on but my tablet does so so all you can do is just pull in the skype and it's just like you're looking at the computer now and we're just looking at each other like if you're like looking talking on the phone right. you're just looking at each other and you can actually that's play great. something on there and i'll have my guitar and i'll be playing on there that's great we need to get into that so we need know, to get into that because uh, <laughs> that way i won't be like hey i'm coming over i'll be there in right. 20 minutes how do you do this chord how do you make this how does this scale go yeah it'd be great to do that and you can even do like little like I was saying, like recording little videos. Right. And you can send those to people through like Messenger and things like that. You even put it on YouTube. Go as far as put it on YouTube. That's I mean, awesome. Just, there's just so much stuff uh, you can do nowadays. But going back to uh, doing the whole producing thing and all that, what have you found uh, more, I guess, easier, difficult, uh, as far as pros and cons recording on Pro Tools uh, compared to how I used to do it back in the day. Gosh, where you in, actually the, in the old days, we'd have a, a TAC 4-track recorder or an 8-track. Then you'd have to have a mixer, and uh, uh, it was a lot a lot different. I mean, we'd have a reel-to-reel -reel on that one. And so, you actually have to book time in a studio, too, to, to yeah, start with. <laughs> yeah, and it could get expensive. You, you go, when you step into the studio, the, the meter's running as soon as you get in there, you know, and... Uh, so it, it can get real expensive. Mm. Now you can do it at home without having to. It might sound like a basic question, but for people that don't know, why why did it used to get so expensive as far as when people would uh, book studio time? And actually, because I'll read the store, I'll read books about bands and they would just be spending thousands of dollars yeah. a day just yeah. hanging around in the studio. And you, sometimes, sometimes yeah. they wouldn't even... They wouldn't even get nothing done. Right, they were just like, right. And those were out. the lucky guys that were being that were being signed by major labels, and so the label would be would be supplying them with all the cash to go in there in the studio and 
and produce something. You know, they'd say, we want an album by this, you know, in three months or six months, you know? And so the musicians go in there and uh, the reason it gets so expensive in a studio is because they'd have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of gear in there. So let's say you're a band, <clears throat> there's a recording studio across the street from you and you want to book time. Well, when you walk in, he may not, the, the guy that owns the studio, the, the, the engineer, uh, probably give you, a, 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 you know, 30 minutes to get ready. But uh, after 30 minutes, then, then the clock runs and he's charging you money for it. So, and it would be a lot of money. Every minute would cost a lot of money to, reco to record. Even if you're, if you're not doing anything, that clock is still running. So uh, in the old days, uh, a lot of the recording, uh, a lot of companies would be supplying all the cash. You don't know that when, if your album sells and you're making all this money off of your album, that they're going to be taking that money, whatever they spent, you know, From all that time you did in the studio where you were just messing around. Uh -huh. You know, if you spend a whole day in there, you're spending tens of thousands of dollars. So it's really nice to have all the the gear that you can do it at home now, and not have to spend that money just to experiment and right and have 32 tracks. You can have it at home now, and then uh, turn it over to like a producer or something and. Or a record company, and they'll be like, "Well, we don't like this. Can you, right? Can you re-record this again, right. or can you just do something different with it?" And you're right. like, "Oh Lord, here we and go." And the again. recording process—it's once you go in there recording, it's not over. Then they got to mix it. They got to spend days or hours mixing every song. That means going through every track, cutting out all the noise. And like you say, they may want to redo a track, or they might may want the lead guitar done over. So they call the lead player a month from now and they say, hey, we need to, for you to redo this part on here. Right. Uh, so when you walk in, the clock's running. I want know? my drums higher in the mix or right. they bury this guy in the mix and right. it's just constant yeah, so back and clock, forth. Back and forth. And then there's mastering. There's right, all that. Right, you have to do the mastering so as well. There's a lot to it. You know, it's not just recording it and okay, let's let's cut an album now. No, you got to mix it, master it, all that. But it makes a difference, right? I know a lot of uh, I know a band like Metallica. In the last two albums they put out, they would they would write the st they would actually they wouldn't even go into the studio. They would write the songs first, rehearse them, get them down to you know. To the point where, okay, we're going to go in and record them. When we go in and record them, we're just going to go in and just... Right, quick. Just quick. We're not yeah. even going to... Well, that's the smart way of doing it. Is. Right, and they, they've learned along the way because, right. like you were saying before, you would spend days in the studio just trying to come up with something. and Yeah, it, it's not a very good idea to do the creative process in the studio. Right. You want to walk in there already knowing pretty much every part you're going to be doing. That's the uh, that's you know time. If you go in there unprepared, you're gonna be working out it out on their time. Right. So that's money. So it's wise to do it at home with everybody mm -hmm. knowing their part and what you're gonna want to do with it. Right. You, know? you kind of remind me like uh, John Von Jovi. Now you have your own little studio now. <laughs> he has his, like his own, but he has like his own. Uh, you yeah. know how you have your little shed out there? He has like a 
like his own house out there. Oh, it's like yeah. big old studio. I'm like, man. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they've got as good a studio as anybody. Right. He has like the big old, uh, what are those, Trident boards? Right. The mixing boards. Right. And you could just go in there and cut a whole album. Yes, you, don't you even, could. You yeah. don't have to. Right. You can do all of it there, probably. You know, the right. mastering and everything. And uh, from from his place there, you can probably release it. And just put it out Release, online. Put it out. It's already been, you know. It's already streaming on iTunes right. or whatever. It's right. amazing how far things have come uh, compared it, to how they were 40, 50 years ago. Oh, it's incredible. And uh, it's still on. And I do want to keep keep this uh, podcast kind of short. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we're kind of limited on time, but just kind of running through mm-hmm. a couple of things back and forth. Um, I don't know if you read on, you might have read online uh, that Best Buy. I believe it was starting this month. They just stopped selling CDs overall, music CDs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, the end of an era. <laughs> they they just stopped, and it was just it's an article that came out a couple months ago, saying that they were just going to stop selling CDs because. And what are they selling? Uh, ironically, it not only was the streaming uh taken over as far as Apple Music and Spotify, but vinyl was actually taken over again. Isn't that something? I was like, wait, that, am I reading that right? Right. Vinyl? <laughs> right. But uh, you still have CD. places like Cactus Music and uh, Vinyl Edge Records, uh, even places like Half Price Books, Best Buy, Fry's Electronics that still sell, um, that are selling vinyl now. Right. It's just amazing how that's coming back again. Right, and CDs are going out. So that means, uh, I don't know if you have a record player around here. No, no. <laughs> I used to, you know. Mm. I should have kept one. And they they sell some pretty decent ones. That uh, I got mine at Guitar Center for it was a good hundred bucks, I think. And I hooked it up to these speakers oh. that you have right here. And it sounds sounds great. Sounds amazing. You just plug in, play, and put your little LP on there. And you're good to go. You mean straight from the turntable into the speakers? Mm-hmm. That's with awesome. the uh, with the uh, RCA cables on there. Right. You just you're not running from the. Uh, from the turntable, you're not running into a mixer or a... <laughs> really? Just straight through. You can... It's, I mean, we have the same speakers. Remember just, those days when, when you'd have to plug into a... To like a, a power... A Kenwood or a... Yeah, like those uh, big old receivers. Yeah, that big you old had. receiver. I mean, you could still... You still have that option nowadays to do that, but I don't do that at home. I just you, plug it in. It sounds and, great, right? And just turn it up. That's incredible. But I do remember when... Uh, people would have those receivers like the big old systems they have the receivers they have the power amp right and they have to go i mean they'd have all that stuff going yeah, on we did we had all that stuff we'd spend money on those things real nice st- things really uh, sony would make great receivers mm-hmm. I, cactus music as a matter of fact still has a, a lot of that stuff on sale if you want to go purchase it but it's, it's quite pricey i mean yeah. you're talking like two three hundred bucks for i bet it is just oh, little, I'm, I'm sure a little unit and i'm like well i don't have that much money to spend right. on that right <laughs> but it's a, it's been uh it's been really interesting to to know that that's taken over again that's so incredible I, I just started uh my vinyl collection back up again i know i still have a lot of albums in storage right. that uh that i want to go get get out but it's uh my cd collection is just it's like a big old shelf that I have right. uh, stored, and it's just I'll go back and I'm like, man, I have this CD and this CD, and 
to the point where now I actually stream my music on Apple Music, but I'm still a fan of CDs just for the for yeah. the quality. Right. But it's uh it's amazing how far we've actually come and have you actually uh I know you were showing me some stuff earlier on your computer as far as uh putting loops on there, drums, mm-hmm. bass, uh percussion uh, yeah almost anything the, those those DAWs have all, all those clips and all those uh plugins you know synthesizers mm-hmm. percussion uh all the keyboards you want and reverbs delays right right i think the only thing you're missing is a like an actual uh, midi keyboard yes. that way where you can yeah actually if you want to do like a drum track like yourself you right. can actually or a bass part. Dial in the bass part yeah. or the drum parts. Yeah, because it's got the notes right there. Mm-hmm. A little MIDI keyboard, that's one of my next ones, things to get. Right. And we were talking before uh, the comparisons between Pro Tools and GarageBand. Uh, made the distinction where GarageBand's more kind of like, uh, I don't know how, how you phrased it, more... Uh, it's, it's for... Uh, it's almost for the for for the regular guy mm-hmm. that that doesn't want to spend the money on 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 an expensive you know uh, doll. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get S- sounds uh, like me. <laughs> well, me too, really. <laughs> but it, it, it they've come along so much that you can do a whole lot with mm-hmm. GarageBand. Right, right. I actually had a had the idea of trying to put uh, try to do like an intro and outro song for this podcast. The other day, I actually put some stuff on instagram and people were like asking me i didn't know i didn't know that you did music i was like i don't i'm just right. i'm messing around with some stuff that you know i had an idea and you dragged like, and dropped the keyboard drag and drop and click 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 and that's it i told my brother man i could just go out and dj somewhere and just you could click people click, do click. that people do I was that like, wow that's amazing but i always go back to you know wanting to learn how to play an instrument wanting to actually you know, learn the proper way. Sure. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to get famous or nothing like that. Right. It'd be nice though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's a, yeah, we, we were talking about like the comparison of Pro Tools and GarageBand and uh, uh, Pro Tools has always been the standard for yes. the music industry as far as uh, recording and all the major bands, major artists use it. And yeah. to, to, to a fault too, because sometimes you hear, you know, auto tune starts taking over, and right. e- have albums are heavily edited, and but then you have other bands where they actually have like a little, I don't, it's like a little machine. I don't know what it is, but it actually converts once you're doing Pro Tools mm-hmm. to analog. Oh. So it's not going backwards. It's actually going. It's going backwards. Yeah. Instead of analog to digital, right. it'll go digital to analog. That's it might, awesome. It might be the other way around. But I think that's how uh, Kiss did it on their last album. Yeah, and you could hear that warm, the warm uh, sound of the two the two amps. Because right. actually used two amps for that album too, and you could hear the difference between something that's compressed and digitized to you know to uh, analog analog where you know the days of Led Zeppelin and right. things like, like, like that. The, like the records. Right, just like the records, you can hear like the the crack of the you know the speaker and right. all that stuff. It's it's just amazing how far how far technology's come. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't know where it's gonna end up. <laughs> we probably who knows, man. I have no idea. As far and as far as uh as we wind down here, um, 
I know a lot of uh, a lot of stuff's been going on, and we'll, we'll probably catch up on more of this stuff. Yeah, we'll do more of down, it down the road with, with more time. Um, have you been to uh, Have you been to Rock and Robin's Guitars lately? Uh, I I think they're closed. They're think closed, closed now. Yeah, they closed really? down. So did Evans Music. But, I, th- uh, I think with Rock and Robin's, I think all they did was uh, uh, I think the guy uh, what I forget the guy's uh, name. Uh, Bart. Mm-hmm. Good friend of yours. Yeah, I, Bart. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for a long time, he used to own it with a guy named Dave Wentz, but Bart was was Dave took off somewhere else. I saw him on TV the other day talking about music, mm-hmm. but uh, Bart is is the only owner now. I think what he had what what I'd read from the article at first, he had said that they were closing down, but I think what he was just doing was putting up for sale and the store was going to remain open. Okay. That's what I, that's what I understood. I hope so. Because I passed through there uh, recently in the last couple of weeks and it's still, it's still going, it's still open. Well, I guess it's just a change of uh, management maybe. Yeah. Or, yeah, he, yeah. So, and you know, I always, every time I'd pass through there to go to, to your brother's uh, Hector's house, always passing through there never actually went in there until it's a neat little store one day we actually went in there and i was like wow this is right. awesome i, I can't right. believe i never came here <laughs> yeah yeah and they cater to the you know they're the mom and pop music store. right so. right right i saw this really cool epiphone 12 string that i almost picked up and i said no nah, i can't i can't do it right. i can't do it but it's uh it's really good they have a wide selection of uh really good gear yeah, and, a lot of a, old school gear and, too. A, and acoustics and stuff acoustic like that. and they have the big old wall when you come in of guitars that are signed by all these artists yeah, like yeah. uh they had the bon jovi guitar uh one by motley Crue. there was another one too i think Lindsay buckingham might have one in there okay um it's just endless you had the poster of randy rose on on the side right too so it's it's amazing how i actually i never went there till then so yeah. hopefully I go back down there and actually buy something from there. Yeah, they have pretty affordable too. prices too, as far as uh, guitars and bass. I saw a lot of uh, a lot of Mesa Boogie amps, a lot of the, like the old school Fender yeah. amps. Good um, amps, good amps. Really good amps. I might have seen a Black Star here and there. I think I saw uh, Z amps, Z amps, mm-hmm. Mesa Boogie, like you say. Those are great amps. So they've got a lot of neat little pieces like that there. Right. It's very, it's, it's like you said, Billy it's, Gibbons of ZZ Top goes in there. That's one of his favorite stores. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm, I know, I've known a lot when they put that article up on, I believe it's a uh, cron.com. Yeah. They show a lot of the, uh, they name a lot of the artists that have gone through there. Yeah. Like Billy Gibbons, uh, just. Yeah. Billy Gibbons, all the big bands. All the big by. bands. When they come into town, they'd go to Rock and Robin. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Evans music uh, before also. I know we've talked about it here and there just kind of mention it here and there. Yeah. I actually went there I want to say maybe 2 3 years ago just to check it out. And uh again kind of like Rock and Robins, they have a selection of, you know, PAs, uh right. amps. I know I, I believe they still teach guitar lessons there. Things like that. You worked actually worked there at Evans yeah, Music. Yeah, I, I, I was a during, teacher there for a long time. During the seventies, eighties, eighties, eighties. Yeah, better part of the eighties. Yeah, eighties and some of the nineties. Oh, okay. What, what was a lot of stuff that you uh, encountered along the way as far as teaching there? Was it around the time? It might have been around the time where 
all the all the Van Halen, the Van big, Halen big hair days, uh, yeah. hair bands, uh, yeah. shred guitar was going on. Right, right. Did a you encounter a lot of that stuff? A lot of that. So a lot of people wanted to learn yeah, how to play they like did. Eddie. They went to NACDC, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So they'd want to learn the latest hits. But I had students from all. Um, they'd want to learn Eagles. You know, they'd want to learn Stones, mm -hmm. and also the ACDC, Van Halen. Right, right. So you were exposed to yeah, a lot of to different different really. things, yeah. and even like the '90s, where all the grunge stuff was coming around, right. and like right. uh, Soundgarden and yep. uh, Nirvana, things Nirvana, like that. all that was around. So that's amazing, yep. and it's I believe it's still open, if I'm not mistaken. Evans, uh, uh, Evans they were music. supposed to close, but really? I'm not sure if they're if they're open or not. I haven't gone by there in a long time. Mm. So, so right right at the because in a guitar center takes over and everybody just exactly runs to guitar yeah, center. There's no way they can compete really. Would uh they'll probably just end up getting bought out even yeah. so yeah you can't really compete with that exactly. whole corporate world exactly. But it, it's amazing to see that those little stores are still around and right. offer such great gear right yeah so yeah i know you mentioned a lot of a lot of the artists came through there also through evans yeah the guys from king's x yeah uh, yeah they used to go by there all the time uh doug pinnick and uh yeah, yeah. Other, i forget the other guy's name i don't remember their names but they used mm -hmm. to come by there all the time really yeah awesome they'd be buying gear and stuff yeah, like that buying, man they'd be looking at the pas maybe a guitar or two so mm -hmm. yeah you ever had a chance to talk to any of those guys, like whenever they come Not through? Not really. I never run into those guys anymore, really. really? No, everybody's kind of got married, going on mm -hmm. to do different things, so. They so just move on? They move on, man. <laughs> a lot of dip, you know. I haven't seen those guys in over 20 years. Really. Wow, it's been that long. I'm, I'm pretty sure they still come around uh, to play yeah. uh, every now and yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I, some of the uh, magazine, music magazines in Houston, I don't get to get those as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. When I lived in Houston, I could just pick one up at the music store. Mm -hmm. Well, now you know what you have. Yeah, exactly. On the computer. Exactly. <laughs> you just look it all up on a computer. Right. Well, I wanted to keep this short, Helly. I didn't want to take much of your time. I know you probably get busy. Yeah, I know you're always busy. Five, so. Busy every day. So we had just allotted from two to five. So that works perfect for me. But, uh... I really enjoyed this short conversation. Uh, hopefully, we can do one. We will a little bit longer. A just lot of things to, to talk about effects. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't uh, don't get me started on effects and right. uh, amps and the whole Kemper profiling amps. Oh yeah, all that, that all that, that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the I just kind of kind of wanted to catch up to what you were doing and what you. Uh, what, what are you, where are you going to be at as far as uh, playing gigs? You're still going to be playing around? I'm still going to be playing here in the Houston area for mm -hmm. a little while, but I'm going to be digging into the computer more. Okay. And awesome. The writing and hopefully uh, uh, get Pro Tools and mm -hmm. all that stuff down. So this year I can, by the end of the year, hopefully I, I'll have it learned and I can start writing some stuff and putting and putting it out in, on social media. Awesome, and we'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely help you get on, hop on social media, and that way people can check you out. That'd be great. But uh, for, like I said, for people in the Houston area, Baytown, Kima, just be sure to check out Heliot. What What are some of the bands you, you play with so people can uh, actually... There's a guy named Jerry Diaz that I do gigs with. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Watercolors, the jazz band that plays at, uh, at Sambuca. Uh, there's another thing, another guy named... Uh, uh, it's a soul band that I'm playing with, and, and we do stuff out in the woodlands, some clubs out in the woodlands. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's the guy's name. I forget his uh, what he calls the band, but 
he calls me to do gigs out there so right i'm sure these bands have their websites on online yeah, so you can do. always check out the calendar they and do. whatever mood you're in you can you want to check out a jazz trio or whatever you'd like go check heli out it's a, he's a tremendous player so again guys thank you for tuning in and uh thanks hopefully uh we'll i'll start recording more of these podcasts i know it's been a little while just we just get caught up with work and life in general heli thanks again for having me you over bet, it's, uh, it's always fun and we'll catch up another time <laughs>